Hi, I'm Rebecca Roberts. Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hello, Harriet. How are you? I'm really cold. You've been doing your Bernie Sanders impression in the office? I have, with the scarf and the gloves, the whole thing. But we're going to chat about like what we're watching at the moment. I have been watching everything that makes me cry. So This Is Us and It's a Sin um, by Russell T Davis, which has been absolutely incredible. Um, I knew it was going to be a hard watch, but it's it's a watch that you need to sort of make time for and make space for. You can't do the whole thing when you're on your phone at the same time. But it is an incredible series and it's brought back so many memories of, growing up in the 80s and 90s when um, the HIV epidemic was going on and how my parents spoke to me about it and what was happening in Uganda where I grew up for part of my life so yeah. Yeah I'm on episode three of It's a Sin and um, yeah I had a good cry after watching it last night it's yeah like you say it's a really tough watch but it's it's really gripping because how they build the characters is really important like you really care about the dynamics and it's got so many parallels with the misinformation about the pandemic now it's only in the early 80s that all of this happened it's kind of unbelievable you know the language used from the medical profession and the media in particular it's it's really shocking actually isn't it yeah and I think the other thing that I picked up on Terence Higgins Foundation have been doing an amazing job at dispelling some of the myths and explaining some of the um, topics highlighted in the show for example um, I don't want to give any spoilers but there is a, some of the symptoms that are displayed and, the, and they do go through them and then they sh- and then they explain what those symptoms mean and why that happens um, and how that sort of emerges in someone's body and how they display those symptoms so they've been doing an amazing job but I think it's also brought to light how much we don't talk about HIV AIDS in this country um, there's been a lot of um, comms and marketing around cancer care and rightly so but I don't think there's been enough on HIV. No and I think like from a sexual health perspective I had Leanne Hughes who leads a lot of NHS comms in um, Lothian Scotland on my on the other podcast on the Hear It podcast um, specifically talking about like youth engagement and she was saying like at the core of everything they do is around this notion of empathy and openness and welcoming people to in a non-judgmental way because a lot of young people at the moment have a lot of questions and about the sort of taboos I guess around um lockdowns and what isn't isn't okay and feeling that they're going to get in trouble if they go and seek help at the moment so I think yeah it's a really interesting one around that um communications approach from a health perspective um I've also watched um industry on BBC3 which is by Lena Dunham which is really dark actually around um the financial sector and it's similar in the sense of you get really compelled by what's going on um but yeah on a lighting front I know you've not you're not on Netflix at the moment but um Bridgerton which is like yeah total tongue-in-cheek quite silly um but fun content on Netflix is worth a watch and it's by Shonda Rhimes in Shondaland um and I know you love Grey's Anatomy so I think you'll appreciate that I tried to pace myself with the subscription so I've been on Amazon Prime since the Autumn Nations once that subscription's come to an end then I'll go back to Netflix so I've got a good list of the Queen's Gambit the Crown Bridgerton um and I've heard about some other new series so I'll be excited to just 
I've been there. Okay, so today we're going to be chatting about um, how ambitious we should be, which is kind of a really funny question, I guess, because I think we all, all of us can suffer from an element of imposter syndrome and self-doubt and from on a basic level not wanting to be seen as ambitious or greedy or overconfident or competitive it's it's just a, a challenging one isn't it about character to sort of be seen as being ambitious yeah and that fear I think I only speak for myself but I think sometimes you have that fear within you that you're empire building so regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's you're a consultant or an agency or you're in the house, you always have that anxiety that people are going to think that you're empire building. I remember one time I was speaking to somebody and we were basically talking about sort of ambitions for the future and I was sort of saying the kind of things that I would want to do. The person sort of said to me, oh, that seems like you're building a little mini empire. And it sort of took me aback, but it is it is true. You know, you have that fear that everyone's going to see you taking all the toys from all the other children, and yet there's enough toys to go around. I guess when I started out by myself, it was that whole like, oh my God, do I need like a five-year business plan? And I spoke to quite a few people when I was setting up. Some of the best stuff was around, like you don't have to have it figured straight away. And there's a really, really good TED talk by David Epstein. He talks about why specialising early isn't the only route to success. So you hear that whole like 10,000 hours notion and and the early specialism, and it's talked about a lot in sport. He would say, actually, it's not true necessarily. And, you know, you can follow your interests and passions and specialise later rather than being like too narrowed. And I think the idea of empire building or just having you know, foot in many doors and trying different things out. It keeps things interesting and loads of people talk about, you know, find your interests and follow that because it it makes it not like work. But I I do kind of believe an element of that. I think when you're you're setting goals, I think it is good to be ambitious. You know, that whole shoot for the stars and if you land on the moon, then brilliant. And I I think that's so important. That's why I really love going on Pinterest and creating boards and like – getting ideas and like really because it also motivates you and I think after the year that we've had um I think we we all need a little bit of motivation and something to aspire to and that ambition ambition can be really motivating I also think though on the flip side there is that that burnout and that where you you want too many things um and then you struggle to sort of manage those priorities which is I think it was I can't remember who Tim Ferriss mentioned as saying this. I think it was either Peter Thiel or someone like that who was saying you do one thing really well or you do a couple of things really well rather than trying to do so many things and doing them um, in a mediocre way. And I think even when people are ambitious, it's it's what what is that end goal? What are you working towards rather than having so many projects or so many things on the go? There's a good book called Company of One by Paul Jarvis. It's an interesting one if you're starting out or I read it at the perfect time because it's saying that you should think of your success and I guess your ambition, not just about like how big you can get as a business, but more like how, what life do you want? You know, because money will take you so far for that. So if my priorities were totally around, well, I want to be with my kids more and see them grow up. I don't want to be a busy fool, just like taking on so many bits and pieces of contract and work that I'm just as busy as I was if I would have been in a, a really hectic full-time job. My health, so keeping fit and training every day and then the other aspect for me was around having some meaning so I wouldn't say every single project I do is like deep and meaningful but I made a conscious decision to start doing aspects of what I did that would 
drive change or have some sort of element of meaning. So I feel like that ambition shouldn't purely be just about, you know, career growth, money growth. It should be about like your overall life. Yeah. And I think part of my ambition as well, with some of the things that I do is about showing other people what's possible especially people from black and asian ethnic minority backgrounds who are entering our industry it's showing them what's possible i remember being on the tube once and i was reading um one of our industry magazine and looking at the award and there were no black people at all in any of those pictures and i thought i strive to win awards not because it's great and it makes me feel good i strive to do it because i want other people to see that it is a possibility for them to be able to do good work in the industry and be awarded for it, show them how I did it so that they can also do it better than what I did. And I think that kind of ambition is what I really strive for. And I think pushing yourself out of comfort zones is a really important part of ambition. Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact Harriet at comsoveracoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallies. 